Welcome back to We Met on the Web. My name is Sejal and today I'm joined by my friend Mackenzie and today we'll be talking about the rise of binge watching especially in quarantine. So Mackenzie and I have known each other for many years now and we love talking to each other about TV shows so I thought it was only fitting to do this episode with her. Hi, my name is Mackenzie. I'm Sadrill's best friend, and I love to watch and binge watch TV shows, especially Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, and all the really shows that are full of drama and plot twists. So today we're going to be talking about the rise of binge watching, especially during quarantine, and we're going to talk a lot about Netflix and different streaming platforms. We've spent so much time watching TV shows because that's been our escape from reality, especially during these unprecedented, unprecedented times. So also I feel like Netflix and other streaming platforms are just fueling our binge watching addiction as they're constantly releasing limited series. Okay, so I agree with that. Like I understand that a lot to do right now is circling around entertainment, especially entertainment that involves you binge watching shows but I get it that it's unhealthy but at the same time I don't know I wouldn't especially call it healthy but I would call it as a way of coping because it's been a very hard year everybody knows that everybody has struggled at least once or many times during this pandemic and I feel like having that capability to turn on a show that makes you happy and escape for a few moments away from the harshness of what we've been going through. I feel like that is just a really good escape and it's a really good paradise for people that can't leave their homes and just want a new way of coping. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. And I feel like there's now so many streaming platforms and there's so many different shows. And I feel like the the television industry over the past few years, especially with um, streaming services on the rise, have been able to expand and create so many more TV shows, especially I was talking about earlier, those limited series, which are, which is what Netflix calls their shows that are just, they release like a season at a time, one season, and they're typically between one and 10 episodes where there's a whole plot. So I know those have become really common and it's just a good way to watch something new. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like on Netflix, I definitely know that a bunch of the most popular shows are the shows that came out during quarantine because even though everybody likes watching the oldies like Gossip Girl and Grey's Anatomy and those type of shows that have been along for a while, it's nice to watch shows that kind of relate to um, like what's going on or relate to that are more in the present like I know a lot of people during quarantine definitely watch Outer Banks and I feel like it became like a nation worldwide phenomenon and everybody watched everybody loved it and it was only a season long so people were upset but now they're making season two and I feel like everybody kept re-watching a bunch of old things that they might have watched before like I definitely know everybody rewatched the Kissing Booth series and the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series, which are definitely Netflix's most popular movies at the moment. That and was me. Like, yeah, I know. That's definitely a height of many conversations that we've had. But no, I feel like, yeah, just like Netflix is 
booming. Yeah, I just feel like there's some Netflix shows that everybody watched through quarantine, like this past year. Like every month there was a new Netflix limited series to binge. I remember in the beginning of, the, of quarantine, Mackenzie told me you have to watch Tiger King. And I thought it was really, I thought it was really weird in the beginning. And then I just became obsessed and I binge watched like all the episodes in like one week. But we could do that because we had so much free time. Yeah, everything. But no, definitely I know that TV series was the height of our conversations. I know that a popular one for you was Gossip Girl and Never Have I Ever. Okay, so I need to defend myself. So I think I watched a lot of TV from March 2020 to about that, like until school started in September, because all of our classes, Mackenzie and I, all of our work was asynchronous. So we would just yeah. get up and do our work. And then we had so much free time and we couldn't go out because in Dubai, we were under a 24 hour lockdown. So we would just watch Netflix shows and Netflix is basically the only streaming platform that's available in Dubai. So we would just watch Netflix. So there was a lot of old TV shows that I specifically rewatched. Like I rewatched Gossip Girl because it was also leaving Netflix, but also Modern Family was on UAE's Netflix. So I think that was like probably in July of 2020, everybody in Dubai, we were all watching Modern Family. And Modern Family is such a good show because it's so funny. And I think it, it really helped all of us. So I just feel like it's the perfect TV show if you don't want to watch a stereotypical family you want to watch something that's different yeah and something to go back to the whole binge watching it was definitely a binge watching show because the episodes are so short and they're so funny and entertaining so there was days so if we look back at the definition of binge watching i googled it and the definition of binge watching is watching one to six episodes in one sitting that's considered binge watching. But for my definition of binge watching is just spending hours on end in one sitting watching the same show. So with Modern Family, yeah. all the episodes were 20 minutes. I could easily watch half a season in one sitting. Oh, so like nine I, could watch a whole, I could watch a whole season in one sitting. I Yeah, so I think Modern Family was a big show that I binged personally during quarantine. Some other shows, obviously the limited series I talked about earlier, like Tiger King, The Last Dance, which is so good. Totally watched The Last Dance. Not gonna lie, wasn't a big fan of The Last Dance only because I I love basketball. Don't get me wrong, and I love all the legendary basketball stars, but I just felt like it was such a slow show, and it was just really slow. Okay, I'm from Chicago, so I personally really like the show because it's all around the Bulls and like all the places they were going are familiar to me. So I really enjoyed that. I don't think I would say I binge watched it. I watched a few episodes every day with my family. But a show I did watch the whole season in one sitting, I really remember this vividly, it was exactly a year ago, was Never Have I Ever. <laughs> I binge watched that show in one sitting. I think it was six hours I watched it with my mom. Uh, personally, I wouldn't recommend watching it because as, yep. in, as Indian myself living in the oh. U.S., I feel like it wasn't an accurate representation of, of us. And I feel they're yeah. releasing a second season in July. And I personally, I'll definitely watch it. But I just think when other people watch it, they got the wrong idea. Yeah. 
Oh, totally. Very unrealistic. I can definitely understand that. Not because I deal with that, but just, like, because I'm living on this side of the world, what they're showing is very, it's, like, um, sugar-coated. Definitely, they sugar-coated it. Yeah, I just felt it was really unrealistic. It was very stereotypical, though, because, like, it showed, like, the stereotypical mom who pushes their child to get all perfect grades, yada, 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 and that's not the case in every single household. Yeah, I just feel like it was really unrealistic, and there's also the whole thing about the guy that the main character was attracted to in real life. He was, like, 30, he's 30 years old, so that was a different thing that I felt. pedophile. That's all I'm gonna say. That was creepy. That was really creepy. No, it's, like, like, it's called casting people, like, what age they should be. Even though he looked very young, like, not gonna lie, he could pass for maybe a 20-year-old at least, but an 18-year-old, no way. Sorry for our little rant on Never Have I Ever. I do love Mindy Kaling, though. So right now, I actually started Pretty Little Liars. Before I watched, like, I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, I should start watching this, and I just stopped. But right now, I'm, I started yesterday, and I just think it's just a really good show to watch because it's mystery and crime and romance, and definitely love the relationships I'm seeing so far. Um, I feel like that's one of my favorite things about, a, like, a good TV show. When you see a relationship, you definitely, like, oh, that's gonna, like, that's gonna be, like, a forever relationship, right? I'm like, yeah. So I've been watching that. I've also been watching my go-to show are reality shows with like reality TV. So I just finished watching season four of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's a must. As well as The Real Housewives of New York and The Real Housewives of Orange County and The Real Housewives of, um, of uh, what is it? Al- uh, Atlanta. And then, of course, a must is keeping up with the Kardashians. So, unlike Mackenzie, I have not watched any of the Real Housewives shows. Even though I've recommended them. Even though she's recommended them. I, my issue is I really wanted to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, especially because it's the last season. But the time it airs is at the same time Grey's Anatomy's on. Oh, no. Okay, no. <laughs> Let's just, no, right. I think we need to have a whole segment on how much we love Grey's Anatomy. It's just a show that I could watch for like a lifetime and never get bored of. Actually, that's a lie because some of the seasons are pretty boring. Yeah. Some of the season and some of the episodes are a little strange, like the singing episode, but it's just the show. So my sister actually started binging it like last May during quarantine. And then when we, when we got to the U.S., in August, she was like, oh my god, Sajel, you need to watch Grey's Anatomy, and she got me hooked, and then I binge-watched it. I think it actually kind of took me a long time, because I think it took me, like, three months, maybe, to watch all seven, all 16 seasons, three or four months, um, but then I got Mackenzie into Grey's Anatomy, and so she's been watching, so it's really fun, because then we talk about it, and Grey's Anatomy is basically about a bunch of do- doctors, but there's all this romance. So I know some people watch it for the medical part, but others watch it for the drama, which I think I definitely watch it for the drama. I definitely know a lot of people that are on, that watch Grey's Anatomy definitely claim that they could be doctors after just watching the show. And 
by some people, I definitely mean me. Um, I definitely think I could perform CPR and save a person's life by cutting and them open and performing um, a Whipple or a, a, a do an MRI on them. I think when you start watching Grey's Anatomy, like the first three seasons, you go through a phase when you're like, I definitely am going to be a doctor. Yeah, no, I definitely wanted to be a doctor. I wanted like, to be I, a thoracic surgeon for the first, like, month I was watching Grey's Anatomy. I wanted to be a um, neuro. <laughs> okay, what's another show? Okay, what we else? need to talk about Bridgerton. Okay, first of all, I got you hooked on that because... I watched it, and I definitely wasn't allowed to watch it just because of the risque content. So if you're not, if you are uncomfortable with watching a show that contains risque language or risque content, actually it's not really language, more content, then um, don't watch it. But if you're into the whole um, gossip girl meets pride and prejudice kind of stuff, I recommend highly for you to watch the show because it is such an amazing like time period show the costumes the makeup the sets the people and definitely Roger John Page is the, <laughs> the very attractive man in it love him and I feel like every girl loves him and then every girl wants to be Daphne yeah, also, the executive producer of Bridgerton is Shonda Rhimes, who basically wrote Grey's Anatomy, so you know it's Grey's gonna Anatomy, be good. Station, Station 17. 19. 19, same thing, all those good shows. Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and I don't, I don't even know where they filmed it, but the scenery was so beautiful. They definitely filmed it in the UK. I their people have gone to the palace that they they filmed in palaces though. Like it's an actual they filmed it in an actual town and then like a town that's actually like out of like a Jane Austen novel. And the palaces are real and because people actually went. It's in London. There's it's somewhere in London, but it's absolutely beautiful and I would go visit. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those shows where you when you watch it, you're going to want to go visit the country or wherever it's being filmed. I was just going to say that. <laughs> also, they announced that they're filming season two, three, and four. So it also falls into the category of one of those limited series that's been renewed for another season or another multiple seasons because it became so popular because people were binge watching it. The problem, though, about that is Regé Jean-Page is not going to be in it. He's not going to be reviving his role as the Duke, but Daphne will be in it. But apparently it's going to follow her brother Anthony's love story. Yeah, I was talking to my mom, and she's read the books, and she said that every book focuses on a different child, and there's eight books. So the first one was about Daphne, and the second one is about Anthony, and then the third one's about Benedict, going in that order. Of like I old love Stiongas. Benedict. I love Benedict. He's just, like, such a cutie. So, I don't want to give any spoilers, but the person I hated the most... Marina Tom, she's irrelevant. Sorry. She just sucks. This she's, so like, mean. the Dan Humphrey of Gossip Girl. No, don't. I kind of, I like Dan Humphrey for, like, a season. One season. But, like, no, you're totally right. She's, like, the Dan Humphrey. He's, uh, like, the outsider. Nobody likes. 
yeah, okay, so let's just go back to Bridgerton for one more second. I love how diverse this cast is. It's like, I love how they don't really see color, and that's definitely what Shonda Rhimes wanted people to see and understand, because definitely back then, everybody knows that it was very segregated and very, um, the upper class, you know, all that history. So I love how she made this whole cast diverse and made it into what, like, she made it very modern, but I just loved, I love that. I love the equality and all of that. Yeah, and also I just read an article that for season two, there's going to be a lot of Indian women in it because Anthony's love interest is being played by an Indian woman. So I'm so excited to see some Asian representation on screen. We haven't talked about shows that you cannot binge watch. I think The Crown is one of them. Especially, I started with season one and I watched the first four episodes. And it took me over a week to watch all four, which is very unusual because I have, I spend a lot of time watching TV. (laughs) And I think it's just, there was like, each episode's an hour long. And there's just like a lot of content in each episode. And it's just, I think the most I watched at one time was like, episode and a half I feel like it's just one of those shows where there's so much content where you need to process it before you watch the next episode so Mackenzie what other shows do you think you can't binge or could you Um, binge the crown honestly I love the crown I watched all of it just because I love um the history behind the royal family don't love all the things that they have done or kind of stuff like that but I do love history and the crown was just an amazing show because of course princess diana is one of my role models and so i loved season four when they introduced her and i love how they introduced the different characters as it goes along and my favorite thing is about the show is how they change the actors for each season when the characters get older so it showed gradually over time that she was changing um that's definitely a show that you can't binge watch what other shows I feel like the series that are like maybe like very long episodes you can't binge watch I think shows that are like documentaries or based on real events you can't really binge watch yeah I feel like the the best shows that you can binge watch are the ones that are really funny or there's like a lot of drama, so at the end of each episode, there's like a cliffhanger. And I feel like with The Crown um, and in some other shows, I'm trying to think, there's not really a cliffhanger, so you don't really have the tendency to click next and watch the next episode. Like in Grey's yeah. Anatomy and Gossip Girl, there's like a cliffhanger, or in Modern Family, it's just so funny that you just keep on watching. But I feel like in The Crown, you don't really have that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like another show you can't really binge watch is, not gonna lie, is Jenny and Georgia, just because how annoying it gets after a while. Like, I, I'm not a fan of Jenny and Georgia just because of a certain character that kind of ruined it. That show, I just feel like it, it gets so repetitive and, like, the characters are boring and, like, I hate how they, like, talk. So I feel like that's one another show that you can't really binge watch all the time, you know? Okay, I kind of disagree with that. I binge watched Ginny and Georgia in two days, but I had to skip through a lot of it because some of the characters were so annoying. 
even Ginny was being annoying. Like, I, the main character, one of the main characters. The main character. The main so character. Annoying. The main character is so annoying. I can't stand her. I just, the only character I like is Georgia, Austin, and, um, Marcus. 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 I feel like Ginny and Georgia was, you know what show reminded me of Ginny and Georgia? What show, Sage, or Never Have I Ever. They're both, they're both two high school girls, and their, their high school was so unrealistic. Like, I feel like Never Have I Ever was unrealistic, but Ginny and Georgia was also very unrealistic. All these shows about high schoolers are so unrealistic. That's just cringy to watch. Like, Riverdale. Riverdale's one of them. Oh, I hate it. Another TV show I wanted to mention to go back to the whole unrealistic high school thing was Euphoria. However, Euphoria is so good. Like, talk the about quality the of the acting. Casting. Like, talk about the best casting. Like, first of all, the, all of the actors are very attractive. Like, they're very, like, that's a, such an interesting thing about the casting. But not only that, like, usually you think that, like, maybe attractive characters or, like, attractive actors won't be, like, the most amazing actors, like, acting-wise. But no, they are so good. Like, Nate, the guy who played Nate. Jacob Elordi. Even though he was in Kissing Booth, he yeah, he during was- Kissing Booth, which was a horrible movie, by the way. And then he landed it a job on euphoria as one of the main characters and it was he's so good and he's improved so much as an actor with euphoria so <laughs> overall mackenzie and i talked about a lot of shows that we've binge watched during quarantine hopefully we've given you some ideas of some shows that you can also binge watch most of them are on netflix or hbo max um, but this just comes, goes to show that us as teenagers, we watched so much TV this past year as a way to escape from reality and as a coping method. I think you wrapped it up definitely, uh, showing how much the entertainment business has gained a lot of money from people subscribing to Netflix and all the other streaming services and how they're making way too much money off of consumers so with that being said thank you so much to listening to we met on the web and make sure you follow us on instagram at we met on the web and i'll see you guys next time